Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. We have such a fun episode tonight. And I can say fun because no one dies. No so one dies. So I can dies. totally say fun. Did you know about this one? No, I just discovered it on Peacock. It's an old episode that they have recently added. So it's like, oh, I'm so excited. I okay. love finding new episodes, especially when no one dies. That's amazing. But before we do that, a few announcements. First of all, happy Pride to all happy of our Pride. guys, gals, and non-binary pals. And second, we are going to CrimeCon. I have I have only mentioned it once on the show. We're going to CrimeCon. It's in Florida. It's in September. And you can use our code DATE to get 10% off your tickets. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be inside a hotel, so you won't have swamp butt. Maybe I'll pass out some of that my carp bay carp stuff just for anyone who does have swamp butt issues in the heat maybe they should sponsor us they should because i have i just ordered some of their sunscreen so oh, there you go i'm swampy no more this summer it's kimberly hot girl swampy no more summer i love that third i don't want to be mean about this there's a video of a guy who does a binder of what to put on Dateline if he's murdered. It's very funny. It went viral. A million of you sent it to me. Then there's a woman who did one, and she's very funny as well. And she's done several follow-up videos. I have posted multiple times on Instagram the video saying she's very funny. I love it. I wish I had come up with the video, but I can't keep getting it. It's clogging up my inbox. Thank you. Lastly, did you watch Natalia Grace? Yes, I did. Do you have any interest? Do you have any thoughts you want to share with the people? Not at this time. Okay. You're okay. It's a complicated thing. Maybe for Patreon, if you have any thoughts. I'd like to save complicated things for Patreon because I have a lot of thoughts and they're conflicting. It's yeah, no, I, it's a conflate. That's what it is. The whole thing. It's hard because I almost feel like I need to talk to a showrunner mm-hmm. or the actual series because I'm not sure what in editing is happening. I I feel yeah. like I have to do outside research before I talk about it. Yeah. Including That's... possibly talking to members of the family. <laughs> yeah. You could talk to Kim and Melissa too. They've watched it like a few times. They're deep divers. Um, have they covered it? No. But do they want to talk about it? Yeah, they would talk about it. Yeah. Maybe we should do a crossover. Let's go ahead and do that. Because yeah. yes, I did. I watched it immediately after people were telling me to. I figured you would because yeah. you texted me right away. I did right away. So anyways, apologies for all the announcements. So hopefully you'll see us at CrimeCon. Yeah, come see us. That's all in the news. News. She still holds her hand to... Like Brittany. The headphone, like yeah. Mariah. Yeah, it's yeah. great. So this episode is called Recipe for Murder, and you can find it on Peacock, season 18, episode 24. It aired March 26th, 2010, maybe. I don't know how accurate those dates are. It's hosted by Keith. And the music is very upbeat at the beginning when Lester's talking. It's very Miami in the 90s. Yeah. And I was dancing a little. Mm -hmm. And then it gets very serious. And Keith says, it was the cake that should have told them something. The killer cake. The cake to die for. So you think this whole thing is going to be about a cake. It's not really. But the cake is a metaphor. Sure. But I did for a while think someone was going to be murdered over a cake. Also, the episode is called Recipe for Murder. 
I was wondering how big the cake was going to play. And I was wondering if that was the actual cake or they just picked a cake for B-roll. I really want to know. It's a good looking chocolate cake, but is it worth dying for? I don't know. It's one layer. We did do that episode, the fruitcake thing, the yeah. fruitcake fraud right, right, for right. Patreon, which was so much fun. Yeah. And that they kept showing the actual fruitcake, the famous fruitcake from that place. They did show this cake many times. Many times in B-roll, but was it just dateline b-roll fo- nbc footage from and they just had a cake sorry and i'm not trying to harp on this but again it is a single layer cake to me a decadent killer chocolate cake is you're gonna have two layers at least interesting frosting in the middle second layer interesting mm. i would like some sort of ganache or a this looked like a buttercream frosting with chocolate yeah. shavings. Yeah, it looks pretty basic. It looks like you got it at the grocery store. Which Sorry. means the cake itself is good. So I have some theories as to what the secret ingredient might be. I'll save them for the end. You got to stay put. Okay. <laughs> you want to know what I think it is. So this cake is the crown, the jewel in the crown, crown jewel of the gourmet deli in Florida. It was two minutes from Palm Beach. Rich, rich, hungry billionaires. And they loved their deli meats. So we're seeing lots of pastrami B-roll. I never thought I'd say that. We see olives. We see a lot of just deli. Stacks of pickles. Yeah. Lots of deli foods. Also, don't be confused. The name of the place is literally the gourmet deli. Yeah. That's its name. I bet it's really expensive. I bet the, the egg salad sandwich is like $23. Where are we? Florida. In LA, an egg salad sandwich might be like $18. Right. So and in, it's a huge egg salad sandwich. I don't know though. Which I will be maybe ordering from Postmates later. Because there you go. You now in I'm the, tr- my, the Jew in me has awoken has a, when has I saw this deli footage. <laughs> I the love inner deli Jew was like, meh, 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 hmm? Where in Florida is it? Because I don't think it's a tourist trap. Oh, when we go to CrimeCon, you want to go to the deli. Kind of. Yeah, maybe. Okay. We should look at all the D- Florida episodes we've done and see if there are any locations we should go to on some sort of Dateline tour. Yeah. We're going to be in the Orlando area. I hate to say this, but I feel like Palm Beach Deli is not a hot spot, but I could be totally wrong. Is I'm wondering if there's an older demographic because then a gourmet deli, yes. Like Fort Lauderdale. Right. Might be more expensive. Yeah. Again, that was when I was in college. I went to Fort Lauderdale and it was all old people and we were not expecting that. We were misled and we went to the wrong Florida spring break destination. Why did you? That's a story for another But it's episode. brilliant. So we meet the manager of the deli and he said they were making $3 million a year. Really big business. They would have two-hour lines outside for dinner for a deli. Wow. Wow. It used to be called the Three G's Deli, and these brothers owned it, Andy and Bruce Garnett. They met this guy, 33-year-old, who they keep showing a photo of, and he looks 53, so it's very confusing, Glenn Sandler. They met him on the golf course. He met the brothers, and he's like, oh, I want to get into the restaurant business. And the brothers said, why don't you buy my deli? And they just talked about the deal and finalized it over some tuna salad. Wow. Yeah. And also, we don't get ever find out which brother is which until I saw the subtitles that said Andy. So that we're talking to Andy. But later we talk to Bruce. It's a little yeah. confusing. Sorry, there must be a third G, I'm assuming, because it is the three Gs. Yeah. Like the BGs. Andy and Bruce. It must be a C name. Andy, Bruce, and Carl. 
Yeah. The parents did like an ABC thing. Carl Garnett is missing like Shelly Miscavige. Where is there he? There we go. Where is Carl Garnett? Yeah, I don't even know if that's his name. Sorry, is it a play on the Bee Gees? Yeah, maybe. The three Gs. Maybe. Um, I have important information. Beep, 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 beep. The median age in Palm Beach is mm-hmm. 70.6 years old. Oh, boy. There so we now go. we know why we know. a deli might have a two-hour line. I just don't see a lot of 20-year-olds eating at delis. I don't see a lot of people in their 70s waiting, having the stamina to wait outside for two hours in the Miami, I mean, Palm Beach heat, because I don't have the constitution for it. And I am younger than 70. The pastrami is that good. Maybe they have their chairs. They bring those little portable chairs. They might. So Keith is interviewing this brother, Andy, at the deli, leaning back in his deli chair. I think Keith loves the deli. So apparently before this, Glenn at 33, again, the photo they keep showing, he looks 53. Agreed. He was retired at 33 and just played golf every day. And he was retired from a few different businesses. And Keith keeps asking multiple times, Andy, what kind of business was he in? And Andy vaguely is like, just different businesses. And Andy keeps fidgeting with the gold chain around his neck nervously. He says, um, like ad companies or videos or something. What does ad companies or videos mean? At least he didn't say imports, exports. Yeah. He's an importer-exporter. He's in the mob, right? I mean, or drugs. Advertising is beginning to be a little bit like import-exports. It totally Advertising is. slash marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that guy on Jewish matchmaking, we're covering Jewish matchmaking with Mary Payne on our Patreon, and there's a guy who says he's in advertising. But not really. Not really. He was a self-made millionaire. So Glenn buys the restaurant and Andy figured he'd get bored with it and drop it. But he was actually super dedicated. He was there every morning, every day from ding to dong. I loved it. I wrote it down in all caps. (laughs) Ding to dong. From ding to dong. We got to work that in somehow. Somehow. Yeah, we got to figure that out. It's it's down. Get into merch. So he wanted to learn everything about being the best deli guy. He wanted to learn how to slice the fish and stack the pickles and learn all the aspects. Glenn, we learn, grew up with family money in the Boston suburbs. His dad was a businessman. He went to school in Miami. He married Betsy Schusler in 1981. And Andy tells Keith that she looked like Barbie Benton, the playmate. And Keith says, wow, Keith maybe was a Barbie Benton fan. Is she a very famous person? She's very famous, yeah. You know who she is? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They had two sons. The manager of the deli said she was a great mom. She was into the PTA. She was very dedicated. Andy gets to know both of them as friends. He and his wife went on a cruise with Glenn and Betty. They had a house in the Keys. They spent time fishing. He was a really nice guy. And then we see where they live. And this is right after Andy says, he's not too flashy of a guy. And then we see the place where they live, which is called the Aero Club. A-E-R-O. And it says underneath on the giant sign, a private aeronautical community. Oh, my. is what you think. If you had to guess, it's literally you have your plane in the garage with your car and you just can fly in and out of the community. You can fly to the deli for dinner. You can fly to work every day in your little plane. It also seems like it's the place where NASA employees retire or Baza Aldrin lives there. Totally. Totally. 
In fact, there is another Dateline that's been on my list forever, but I think I was saving it for Patreon. And I think they lived in one of these communities where you could just fly your... You'd be How like, many? hi, Joe. He's just flying his plane out. These are only in Florida, right? I think... So. No, there's probably in other places, too. Okay. Glenn had a four-seater Mooney, which was apparently like the sports car of planes. And he was so proud of it. He and Betty would always fly together. And the neighbors all liked him. But then one neighbor noticed that he was a bit controlling. He was very competitive. He had to win. And the brother, Bruce, who's the second brother we're meeting, we already met Andy, says he was very generous with his friends. But when it came to business, he was cutthroat. He wouldn't fail. He would not lose at anything. Now, the amount of times Keith emphasizes this in this episode, every time they come back from commercial, it's like that episode, The Mousetrap. And we're seeing the B-roll mousetrap, except the B-roll is Keith saying he hated to lose. Yeah. He's maybe like Katie when we would play Trivial Pursuit or Mario Kart. I did win an award in high school in tennis for most competitive. They made it just for me. Because you threw your racket. I was angry about it. <laughs> Let's move on. So he's competitive. Now we enter the cake. The cake. It was a chocolate cake. So creamy. So t- <laughs> They really do ham it up. They, uh, sorry, ham is not the right word. but So creamy. So tempting. Known as the killer cake. That's ironic. People would come from all over just for this cake. That is so hard for me to believe because there's no dessert that I would do that for. Pizza, yes. Taco oh. Bell, yes. Oh, In I and would, out, yes. I would do it for a dessert, but I wouldn't go. I mean, I wouldn't go to another state. Right. If I happened if to be plane, in that state. Maybe you could just fly in and out. Sorry, if I was incredibly wealthy, yes, I would fly and get macarons whenever I wanted. I guess for the wealthy set, if they wanted this cake from this deli. But I also don't see, just ship it. Yeah, one I, of those they ice just ship it, like things. the fruit cake. Yeah. There was a lava, chocolate lava cake that I had once in Pacific Palisades. I'll never forget that cake. It was like mind-blowing, like gave me feelings. And what, what was I've the never restaurant? found the restaurant. I don't know the restaurant. I don't remember where it was because I was with people. What? Yeah. So well, how many restaurants are there in Pacific Palisades? There can't be that many. I've almost thought about driving around just looking for it, but this was like 20 years ago. But I still remember that lava cake. I feel like you need to, dr- I think you need to do some hunting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That I need to hire a PI. Marsha Marshburn, are you out there? <laughs> she, this is too small cake. a job. She's busy. We have to hire a PI that's just getting their sea legs so yeah, that they right. can test out the, like how good they are. But if they yeah. can't find it, they're not going to be a good PI. Right. They're not going to be able to solve a murder or anything. No. So, no. Okay. Start them slow. Mm-hmm. So people would come all over from this cake. And when Glenn bought the restaurant, they gave him the recipe, the secret recipe for the cake, but he couldn't perfect it. He felt like he didn't have it the way it was before he bought the place. He hired a baker to come in and help him interpret the recipe and work with him. He still couldn't get it. So he starts to think that the brother, Bruce, that sold him the restaurant was out to sabotage him. Wow. And was giving him a false recipe. And it became this big feud between him and the brothers. And they stopped hanging out with Glenn and Betty. And it's like a huge fight. 
Because of the stupid cake. Because of the cake recipe. Now, there was a Bob's Burgers about some missing like eggplant parmesan or something recipe. No. And so I could see families being divided over like a secret recipe. But these are like people you just bought a business. They're not going to hide. They're giving you the right recipe. What's wrong with you? Maybe you need to contact the chef. Maybe it has absolutely nothing to do with the recipe, but the baker. The original baker. The original baker of the cake. What did they do? Because I guarantee you, they just tweaked the recipe a little bit and did something that they knew from their family of their mom who used to make. You know what it is? That secret ingredient, love. And Glenn doesn't have it. Yeah. So Especially with chocolate cake, a couple of things can make the difference between dry as a bone and just that super, I'm not going to say the word, but it's M-O-I-S-T. So what do you think the secret ingredient was? I'm saving it for the end. Oh, okay. By 2004... Betty had had enough of Glenn and his controlling behavior, and she asked for a divorce. Glenn was shocked, and remember, he doesn't like to lose. Thank you. He would complain about the divorce constantly at the deli. And then we meet this guy who worked at the deli in a V-neck on Dateline. And then we pull out later, and it is a Yankee Stadium beat-up T-shirt. Like, he literally just woke up from a nap. I think he was working that day. And they just pulled him out. They couldn't give him a button down. Sorry, what? Did, who is this person? He was like a manager or something at the deli. Well, we're getting a different manager. So we're is, getting several managers. Okay, so he's maybe the assistant manager. I think he's working because we also see him in the kitchen. I don't like chest hair showing on Dateline. There, I said it. Hot take. I think you should dress up more if you're meeting with Keith. I am wanting you to be more forgiving of someone who's at his job and is like back in the kitchen sweating it out. But this is a long time ago. Dateline. This was 10 years ago. We haven't seen chest hair in a long time on Dateline. Yeah. I mean, it has been 13 years. So Glenn told this guy that Betty was greedy and he didn't want her to have a penny and he called her name. She's a greedy. You know what? And this guy's very New York because, again, he has a Yankees Stadium T-shirt on. She was a greedy. You know what? So He saw Glenn change. First, Glenn gets a nose job. And I wish we had seen it before and after, but we're still only seeing this photo of him where he looks 53, even though he's supposed to be still in his 30s. I think it's after. I think it's a much older photo, but I don't know why we're not seeing any photos of him at the time. But could you tell the difference? We do see some later pictures of him. Did the nose? With the nose, you I mean? was trying I, to tell. I think it's after the nose job. Yeah, no shame. Maybe a deviated septum. I don't know. He started essentially having a midlife crisis, a personality change. He started bringing in a bunch of hot chicks and being like, look at my new girlfriend. And he was saying also to Betty, like, I, he was like, I'm dating other people, but I still don't want you to leave me. You can't leave me because I can't lose because he doesn't like to lose. So we go to commercial, come back from commercial. Keith says, Glenn had this quirk about losing, just in case you didn't get it. If he missed a shot at golf, he'd throw his club. Sound like somebody that we know. How dare you? An employee at the deli asked for a raise and he got so mad he slammed an ashtray on the counter and broke it. He never hit anybody, but he was very intimidating. Although there is a rumor that he pulled a gun on an employee to scare him. Oh, not fun. He's like, it's like Hell's Kitchen. What's his name? Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. He never pulled a gun on anyone. He just said, you don't. An emotional gun. Yeah. Emotional guns are out and blazing. Yeah, sticks and stones hurt. Just Words will hurt you just as much. So Betty throws him out, asks for a divorce, and we meet this local reporter who said that 
Glenn offered her two million and she said no. And that pissed him off so much because no one tells him no because he doesn't like to lose. Mm. His employees were seeing him slowly unravel. Like instead of showing up at eight in the morning, ready to work, he would show up at eight o'clock at night. Oh, boy. That's drugs, right? Oh, yeah. That's drugs. drugs. So in 2005, he makes friends with a lovely crack dealer named Chris Robinson. And Keith says, crack dealer? It is he sort was, of surprising. It is. But this is also a different time. To the, maybe to, maybe crack was big in 2005. Crack's always big. Crack's always big. He starts doing a lot of bad stuff that Chris would hook up for him. A, cocaine, tawdry motel rooms, sex workers, etc. Sorry, so he is a crack addict at this time. He is like a functional crack addict. Yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know how the business is staying in business. But he's supporting his crack. Also, he came in with all this shady money from his advertising and videos business. So Glenn asked Chris, the crack dealer, if he could throw a birthday party for his wife, which apparently is code that they used to mean kill her. And Chris said, yeah, no problem. I'll take care of it. That he has a plan that he's going to take a stolen car and ram into her car at an intersection and then just leave and just hope that it the impact killed her. So it's multiple crimes. He's going to steal a car. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe also injure someone else who's right. in the or the car is yeah. going to be empty and it's going to have just a brick on the gas pedal. How are you? Yeah. And then you're just going to run away. There were no cameras apparently around. That's why you shouldn't do crack. No. Because this is a terrible idea. This is his egg in that frying pan commercial. So Glenn gave him, Chris, $5,000. And like the cake, this plan did not come together either. He couldn't get the recipe quite right because the main ingredient is a crack dealer, not a professional hitman. Wow. So this recipe is not going to work out. Before Chris was going to do this plan, he gets arrested for a drug charge. So he can't do the hit. So Chris now knows he's has some leverage and he has to talk to a detective and says, hey, I know about a hit that's being planned. This guy wants to have his wife whacked. Enter hot cop alert, Jason L. Toil. Latoil. Jason Latoil, which really threw me off because it's spelled like twal. Twal. The pattern with the yes. people. Yeah. I couldn't get over it. And I was like. Is it Latoil? Um, it sounds very like French, like New Orleans, something. But I would like never that. question Keith. No. If Keith says it's Latoil, it's Latoil. It's Latoil. But it does sound like Latoil Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a good impersonation of her, but yeah. So Todd Cop Jason, he knew he had to work fast because Glenn is shopping around for hitmen like you do because you want to get the best bargain. And he had already been screwed over by Chris going to jail. And then he found this other hitman named Meats, like as in Arby's, Arby's. we have the. We have the Meats. And he is a biker in a outlaw motorcycle gang. Yeah. Glenn gave Meats 5K to kill Betty. He's just giving people 5K before they do the job and no one does the job. Meats just rides off into the sunset on his bike to the next town over and there are Arby's. Crack is whack. These are horrible ideas. I'm sorry. Also, I would like to take this opportunity. You have a few like people to stay away from. It's DJs Mm -hmm. and then 
there was something else. I think we're going to have to go ahead and add marketing slash advertising and nothing more specific than that yeah. to the list as an occupation. And anyone named Name meats, meats yep. or meats byproducts. So oh if God. your nickname is hammy, yeah, bacon, <laughs> we don't want roast beef. It's, no, it is funny that in an episode featuring a deli, there is a hitman named meats. I can picture meats without seeing him. I know exactly Does what he look meats like. Meatloaf, because like. I just keep picturing meatloaf. Probably, probably about that size. I would guess though, very beardy, very unkempt beard. So where mm. the mustache curls over the top lip, mm. and then probably really sweaty big hands, mm. like meat sweats. And I may be picturing meatloaf because he rides a motorcycle. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So poor Glenn cannot catch a break no. with finding a good hitman. They're so hard to find nowadays. Hot cop Jason knows he's still looking, so he decides to put an undercover FBI agent, we're getting a sting operation, Here we go. in Glenn's life to pose as a hitman. And Dateline is concealing his identity with a giant fake nose, a shiny wig that is clearly plastic, like that would be on a doll's head. I didn't think it was that bad. There are several shots of it where the light hits the wig. The lighting is unfortunate in a few points, but it wasn't that bad. I like, saw fake ear hair. He has age spots put on his face. I yes. think his teeth might be fake. He has a full beard. That's he has not a real. full glued on beard. He looks like a rabbinical student that is not getting any dates. What is the what is this disguise called? Is what I want to know. Alan Schwartzman. Okay, there we go. Alan Schwartzman. Also, is he wearing contacts? Well, he's wearing fake glasses. But does he also have I don't know, then? because I'm a person, I think, that disguises, like they say, if you're going to kill somebody, do something really like, it's like wear Prue from Bake Off, like glasses. So that's what all people will notice. They won't notice what color your eyes are. They won't notice your smile. They'll just notice the glasses. And I'm falling for it. So I didn't even notice what color his eyes are. Oh, he has brown eyes. Glasses. But contacts are just tricky. They can look really, really fake. So I don't know. Those might just be his normal brown eyes. And because brown is the most common eye color, they may not change them that much. The biggest thing to me was the Batman voice was the whole time when I met him at the thing. I thought he was talking like they were doing a voice modulator or something. No. Is this what it sounded like? No, he's using you? I'm Batman. It, it was so I'm talking fun, and like it this. doesn't fit his face or his body at all. Well, Alan Schwartzman doesn't talk like that. No. But it took me a second. I know your disguise. I know the nose because I can see the line a little bit. Yeah, and I know you that can it's see being the held little putty, by the glasses. The makeup putty a little. Right. You can see a tiny but we've seen worse. Yeah. This was actually pretty extensive what he did here. But why don't we just still keep him in shadow? Why is he being fully lit right. in this disguise? You could put this disguise on him and keep him a little bit in shadow so it would look even more mysterious, you right. know? But instead, he's lit more than Keith. I know. I was like, why are you lighting him that so That shiny much? wig. I don't know. The wig wasn't as bad. To, the wig I couldn't tell right away. The beard I could tell first before it's the wig. It's so shiny in okay, the light. Have to it look. looks like plastic. I could only tell because the part also looked unnatural. The part didn't look you like maybe where that hair would normally. With? That one lady with the glasses and the fake blonde hair on date. They did another lady that had a fake disguise that mm -hmm. was so weird. And her lips were all like overly lined. Yes. Yes. This really does look like it, Alan Schwartzman. Yeah, he does. 
You know what? I think, though, even with all of these head-to-toe disguise, I bet you he's still wearing his Bombas socks. Because even if I was in Witsec, I would not give up my Bombas socks, even if they were trademark Kimberly socks and they would be a dead giveaway to the mafia that I turned on in trial. I would make the FBI order them for me in secret. Yeah. And I'd be like, it's time. Summer is better with Bombas. Ditch that fake nose, itchy plastic wig. (laughs) Put on their breezy, tagless tees, second skin, soft underwear, and perfectly cushioned, sweat-wicking socks. I wore those three items, my Bombas no-show breathable socks that don't slide around in your shoes and give you blisters. Love them. Yes. Love, love, love. (laughs) And I wore my underwear, and I wore my Bombas ultra-soft shirt hiking the other day, along with pants. I wasn't Donald Ducking it out there on the trail. (laughs) I was so cool and comfy because of the sweat wicking. That sweat is just wicked away. Sweat comes and it's like wicked. I think it's magic. I don't know how they're doing it. It's really amazing. It is. It is so magic. This is, I'm wearing a Bombas right now. It has toothpaste stains all over it, which means I have to wash it, which means I'm going to be worried it's going to pill. These shirts don't pill. They don't. I don't know how they do it. I've no. washed them a million times. It's magic like the chocolate cake recipe. There's something <laughs> intangible in the magic of Bombas and you can't put your finger on it. I think it's love. Because they're a company with a heart. So they're mm-hmm. literally putting, you know, if people say they you put love into your cooking, they're yeah. putting love into their apparel items. Mm-hmm. Did you know Bombas has a 100% happiness guarantee that covers you for life? There you go. You can contact their happiness team anytime for easy returns, exchanges, or replacements. But I don't think you will because you'll be happy. Also, you know, we love to give back. We love companies that give back. Bombas is amazing at this. They donate socks, underwear, and t-shirts, which are the most requested items at homeless shelters. For every item you purchase, they donate to someone in need. Go to bombas.com slash date dateline and use code date dateline for 20% off your purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash date dateline and use code date dateline for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas, we love you so much. Bombas, 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 bombas. Sweat be gone. Wicked. Wicked away. Bombas be here. I love it. (laughs) So Alan Schwartzman, A.K.A. Fred. He goes by Fred, the FBI agent. Okay, that's okay. Sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. But we just had someone named Meats. Right. Meats. Right. So Glenn is looking at crack dealers for hitmen, and one of them is named Meats. And then he meets this guy undercover whose name is Fred. Like, I don't, I wouldn't go with a Fred after I was looking at guys named Meats. What would you go with? I was trying to think of Spike. Okay. Dash. Yeah. Claude. Maybe even like we had Mikey. had Claude last week. Like a Mikey or a Mickey. Yeah. Mickey, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Johnny, Tommy. Or That's a stereotypical. I'm JD, so sorry. Two initial. JD, CC. Yeah. Yeah. JJ. DJ. DJ Tanner. Okay. <laughs> so this Fred, but I think what's confusing is you kind of are picturing Alan Schwartzman doing all of this hit stuff, but he's not in this disguise. He's not. He's not even talking in this voice. He's not talking in this voice. He's probably dressed as himself or a very minor disguise when he's meeting with Glenn. But we're just seeing him on Dateline in this disguise. But also the voice and the sort of lingo that he's using is actually 
pretty good when he's talking to Glenn on yeah. the phone. He's very confident. And very casual. He's like, actually, he's done this before. Yeah. He just, my only issue is he doesn't sound like a Fred. He doesn't sound like a Fred yeah. at all. Freddy. Maybe a Frank. Frank yeah, is Frank. almost better than Fred. For some reason, Fred, I can't get past Fred and Ethel. So he poses as drug dealer Chris, the one who went to jails, streetwise fed up boss. And at that point, I was a little sad because Chris had kind of been acting like he was his own boss. And I was like, oh, Chris is just in middle management. He's now he yeah, was for, small fry. He's small fry. Small yeah. Meat. Yeah. So he has to now win his trust, Fred, a.k.a. Alan Schwartzman. They talk about motorcycles. They meet in a parking lot. He's wearing, it's front of an office depot, and Fred, the FBI agent, says, I don't usually meet with people, but I'm so annoyed by Chris. Like, he's a terrible employee. It's so frustrating being his boss. He never turns in his TPS reports on time. He makes personal calls on company time when he should be out pimping for me. <laughs> and Glenn is like, OMG, I'm so sick of Chris, too. He's so annoying. He went to jail and he was supposed to kill my wife. So they're bonding over their hatred of poor Chris, who's lingering in jail. And Fred says, you were going to have Chris kill your wife in a car accident? Dude, that's so dumb. All that's going to do is leave her up in bed with a back problem or, you know, for the rest of her life, she's going to need someone to take care of her. She's not going to die from that. You're an idiot. Don't. Chris is so dumb. You give me 20K. I can take care of it. How mm -hmm. much does she weigh? And she turns out she's pretty little. Dude, that's eight bags of lime. The lime takes the bone and all. Wow. They'll never find her body. So he's planning. He says, I'll kill her and dispose of her body using lime that will dissolve the body. Which more people on Dateline should use lime. It's not being used. Kimberly. Sorry. So they become buds and Glenn is complaining. I'm losing my home, my business, my plane. And also Betty, she knows compromising info about illegal activities. And so she I just I need to get rid of her. Glenn says that she's basically blackmailing him. And he's spilling all of his guts to Fred because something about Fred is maybe soulful eyes. I don't know. Something about Fred makes him want to confide in him. And Glenn doesn't really have any other friends because maybe Chris was his friend, but then Chris went to jail. So he calls him brother very quickly. They develop yeah. like a bromance. And Glenn finally has a friend. Maybe he doesn't need to kill his wife now. Maybe he's happy. All you need is a friend. Sorry, why did what was Betty's like last straw? Did we find that out? Just that he was so controlling, I think. Okay. But I don't know what else was going on with him. All right. So Fred starts to do surveillance on Betty. And Fred has hot cop Jason and his tack team do surveillance for Fred. So Fred can report to Glenn all this stuff that, he oh, she has a dog with her. And, you know, oh, I saw her go to the gym. And so Glenn gets really excited, like, it's happening. Like, it's finally happening. Like, he's gotten screwed over by two other hitmen. He's like, this guy's actually putting in the legwork. So he knows what gym she goes to. So a yeah. few weeks go by. Glenn is all happy to hire Fred. He's all in. But should Betty know that her husband is cooking up more than pastrami sandwiches? Womp womp. Keith asks us. Fred and Hot Cop Jason discuss it. And they decide not to tell Betty at this time which could be controversial because they think she knows all this stuff on him. What if there really is bigger fish to fry in this illegal activity? We want to find out maybe she's involved in some of this illegal activity 
we need more. We don't want to tip her off yet. Did you have a little bit of problem with this up until this point? Yeah, I don't love that. I think she should know that someone's trying to kill her for sure. But they were scared maybe she would tip Glenn off. Like if they were in cahoots in some joint business venture, maybe she, you know, they didn't know. This is all just sort of, though, this all started because it's based on a fear that he's going to go out and hire someone else to do this because now Chris is in prison, right? Right. But he seems to really like Fred. So they must have felt very confident that Fred is now the only hitman on the scene. But they don't know if he's contacting other people. They haven't bugged his phone or anything like that that we know of. So we don't know if he's actually even reaching out to other hitmen. Here's where I have the problem. But he loves Fred. Fred's his brother now. But the way that the conversations are going with Fred, I immediately, I wrote down, is this entrapment? Because the way that he's making suggestions about the killing, like it can really, you don't know if he was actually going to continue with the plan. You just put a hitman in front of him. And now the hitman's like, we can do it like this. We can do it like this. This kind of stuff is really tricky when it's like, was he actually going to do it? Or now that there's someone in front of him, okay, you know. Well, he's it, already reached out to two guys on his own. So Meats and Chris. Chris and Meats. And right. so I think they do a good job of making sure it's not entrapment, especially later. Okay, good. I just felt like this at this point. So I'm glad that you didn't think so. They have to the, give him many outs so that the defense can't use it against them you know which they do they he starts to give him so many outs later yes that's true yeah yeah. later yeah yeah so keith is leaning on a fence here good lean a lattice a lattice lattice lean i'll send it to our friend emily Mm -hmm. at keith leans on things instagram account fred had schmoozed to glenn keith says schmoozed with about 18 o's schmoozed that's proper yeah, it's like how he says, odd. Yep. He had schmoozed to Glenn about how involved he was in the drug business, transporting drugs by plane. So Fred is trying to legitimize himself as a drug smuggler. And again, D.B. Cooper, cocaine bear. This is all ties in yep. to our latest Patreon episodes. Yep. Glenn says, oh, I'll fly drugs for you. I have a plane. And that old person you used, that was your past. I'm your future. It's like a used car salesman. I'm your future. Can you see yourself driving down the the strip (laughs) in this Mustang? Filled with drugs? It is a little bit, yeah. So he's like, we should be bros. I'll hook you up. The capacity of my plane is 200 pounds. I could totally smuggle some stuff. He brags, Glenn brags that he had transported drugs before in his Miami Vice days. (laughs) He used to travel, transport drugs from Colombians in his Miami Vice days, by speedboat. What if they were transferring speed by speedboat? I'm be sure a literal speedboat. Do we believe Glenn at this point? I don't know what to believe. I mean, he does have all this random money from these weird businesses before he, he bought the deli. He retired at 33. If that doesn't say drug pin, True. I don't know what that says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, I got paid, thou- got paid 100000 just to get out of bed. Okay, Linda Evangelista. Yeah. He bragged that he was charged. This part, I don't know if I believe. That he was charged with cocaine smuggling, but bought off the judge for $12,000 and got away with it. That doesn't seem like enough. It doesn't seem like enough. I mean, this was in maybe 2000, but or maybe even in the 90s. It might have been in the 90s. 40 grand. Yeah. 50 grand. 
in our other Patreon, Eric C. Khan, those judges need a lot of money to be bribed. A lot. They bought planes, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. So 12000 does not seem like enough. Yeah, this is... But why would he say 12000 when he's bragging about the $100,000 that he got just for getting out of bed? I'm going to be honest. It feels like this happened to a friend of his, and he's <laughs> stealing the story. Yeah. Do you know, when it sounds good, yeah. and it sounds almost like it could be you, because yeah. someone told you the story. Totally. So, and know. he's so excited to have a friend to brag to that he just wants him to like him. He just wants Fred to like him. Sorry, has Glenn kicked his crack addiction at this point? I don't think so, no. Okay, all right. (laughs) So Fred is like, interesting. We now have a whole other criminal activity and not just the hit. So they set up a deal where Glenn will fly with Fred to get this crack cocaine and they will do this deal and kind of put the hit on Betty. Like, we're good. That's a little bit on the back burner. We're still totally going to do it, but we're going to try this drug smuggling thing together first. But why? So, why are we doing this? I don't know. To make some more money to pay off the hitman? I don't know. But no, so, but, but why are they setting up this sting on the drugs? If he's well, not currently running drugs, then he can't take them to any... But he keeps any... saying there's all this other illegal activity that Betty knows about, and so they are wondering if this is it. They're just trying to get to that other illegal activity to be like, okay, is there a bigger... Yes. Is, is this are a... there bigger fish to fry? Bigger people that we need to get to? Like, be- we need to cut off the head. Because, yeah, this isn't Glenn contacting his cocaine counterpoint to be like i need a shipment this is still fred setting up like the cocaine and everything else right and also glenn is really into it and fred is trying to still play along and get fred or glenn to trust him you know to do this i get it yeah but it is still fred's idea to do it glenn's not like he know fred was just bragging about like how that's what he did like in the drug business and glenn was like i can transport for you Let's do it. We should be, you know, use car sales. But I still feel like that Fred should be going for whoever his connection was in his Miami Vice state. Who are the Colombians? Right. Who is your connect? Mm-hmm. Which also feels like is incredibly vague. Yeah. The Col- you know, I dealt with the Colombians. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. So I think there were Colombians in Cocaine Bear. So I think so, too. Vague so- Colombians. They're like, we're going to focus on this. So they're doing this plane. They have the little plane and they're flying together. Glenn is flying. And Fred is a little nervous because he's telling Keith, you know, if he doesn't buy my act, he could just shoot me and drop my body in the ocean. Technically, like I'm his at his mercy in his little plane. So they go meet a guy named T-Bone. I can't. (laughs) It's so much meat. (laughs) I can't with T-Bone. I can't with the juxtaposition of the first plan being to T-Bone the car. Right. (laughs) Mixed with meets the earlier hitman. Uh And now T-Bone. T-Bone is another FBI agent. So he's chosen the name T-Bone. Also, T-Bone is the name that George Costanza tries to give himself because he thinks it'll be really cool. It's horrible. But it goes to another guy at his office. And so he gets really pissed. T-Bone is terrible. And Jerry's like, there's not even a T in your name. Why yeah. are you going to be called, why don't you be like G-Bone? Yeah, why would he want to be T-Bone? He thought it sounded cool. He really wanted to be cool. This is um. Why K- wouldn't he just want to be? K-Rodge. No, oh, K-Rodge is a mess. K-Rodge makes no sense. Again. 
K-Raj isn't cool like T-Bomb. K-Raj <laughs> is just weird and sounds like a DJ. Yeah. K-Raj! <laughs> but wait a minute. Why doesn't he go for G-Money? Yeah, exactly. George. G-Money. It's so much better. So T-Bone hands them a bag with five kilos in it. So I guess they the FBI can have drugs for their I think we've seen that before. Like they have their they have set drugs that they can use in stings. And they're gonna fly the goods back and T Bone flies with them. And now Fred is much more relieved because he has T Bone with him. And he puts T Bone up front because T Bone is a pilot, but they don't tell Glenn that. In fact, he teases T-Bone. He's like, oh, he's scared of these small planes. Don't be scared, buddy. And then Glenn's like, oh, there's Velcro on that wing. Don't worry about it. Like, they're teasing him. They're all buddies. It's a bromance. This is wild. But T-Bone is ready in case Fred pulls something. He can disarm him, take over the plane. The two guys can take over him. So after the deal, (laughs) now it's time for the Betty plan. Wait, sorry, why doesn't also Glenn want any crack during this time? Isn't Glenn tra- actively also I'm trying sure he's to get... T- taking crack, yeah. But he's trying to get crack, and then instead they just have cocaine. Maybe he's selling the cocaine so he can buy more crack. crack Who are they probably- delivering to at the drop-off point? Some other F- FBI. FBI guy undercover. Got it. Probably okay. sirloin strip. Seriously, this whole thing just seemed so sort of off plan. I was like, we're not getting anywhere with this guy. You're just getting him to do this thing, but there's no end point. I agree. I see what you're saying. You get anybody to do it. They didn't land anybody extra. They didn't. Yeah, it's all set up. It's all fake. You could literally Um, get any poser trying to be cool, be like, I can do this drug run. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be anyone. So that's why the entrapment thing feels weird. Because I'm like, no, I think it's also a really about gaining his trust and going along. So he'll, they'll do the hit thing. I agreed. Yep. So they now talk about the Betty plan. And Glenn says things like, oh, yeah, she was a hottie. And Fred starts to think, does he still have feelings for Betty? And because he seemed jealous that she was out there dating. So Fred now is fully doing the non-entrapment. And he's like, you know, why don't you just use the plane and we'll do a bunch of drug runs and you'll make enough money to pay her off in the divorce. You don't need to kill her. And Glenn says, no, she's done. You know, she's blackmailing me. And once it starts, once you get started blackmailing, it never stops. What you have to do is you have to gather everyone together in a mansion on a rainy night with a butler and boxes featuring various weapons yep. and a French maid. That mm-hmm. is how to handle a blackmailer. This is war, Peacock. <laughs> so he's like, no, I, it's, we have to do it. And apparently there is like a lot of tax fraud going around that he thinks she knows about, which seems like very small potatoes, but it's like th- hundreds of thousands of dollars that so she what? knows about that she's maybe blackmailing him. And all of this stress about blackmailing would make me not be able to sleep at night. Yeah. And I already don't sleep at night. Did you know, Katie, that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? Check, 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 check. Check, check. I sleep very poorly most nights, and I'm always struggling to have a consistent nighttime routine that doesn't involve playing games on my phone and eating Triscuits straight out of the box at 2 Mm a.m. Don't judge me. When I do fall asleep, I wake up at 5 a.m. thinking of an email I'm supposed to send. Mm. It's the worst. We are so excited to be sponsored by Beam and Beam Dream and Beam's Dream Powder, which is their healthy hot cocoa 
for sleep. Love it. Today, our listeners get a special discount available on Beam's delicious dream powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa with only 15 calories. Better sleep has never tasted better. What Dream does is it has natural sleep-promoting premium ingredients, triple lab-tested. It contains no THC, and you wake up feeling refreshed. So most CBD products in the marketplace exclude a lot of the beneficial compounds that are naturally found in CBD, Mm -hmm. but Beam includes all the good stuff. Yeah. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed and 93% reported a more restful night's sleep. Just mix the dream powder into hot water or milk, almond milk, any plant-based milk, whatever you want. You stir it. You can froth it if you have a frother and you enjoy before bedtime. Come on. I love a hot drink before bed. It's my favorite thing. And you're going to sleep better too. Love it. The smarty pants people at Forbes and New York Times, ever heard of them, mm-hmm. are all talking about Beam, and now we are too. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash date dateline. Use code date dateline at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash date dateline and use code date dateline for up to 40% off. Beam me straight to my bed. <laughs> Beam me to dreamland. Sweet beam, everybody. Oh, that's so cute. Thank you, beam. I'm going to be purring in my sleep all night. Speaking of purring. Yes. What makes your cats happy, Katie? I do. (laughs) No, actually, our next sponsor has made a truly positive impact on the most important things in my life. I'm talking about my four furry friends. And I am so excited to talk to you today about Smalls. I love Smalls and my whole brood loves cat food by Smalls as well. It's 2023 and be honest, are you still feeding your cat cat kibble? That crusty dry food in the sad bowl. I have it on the authority of my vet that that is basically just chips. Kitty dry food is akin to you just sitting around eating potato chips all day. And sometimes I want, yeah, I want to eat potato chips all day. But it's not good for me. No, but it's not a secret that I love my cats more than I love myself. So Mm -hmm. I want to feed them the most nutritious food that keeps them hydrated, keeps them healthy. And I'm going to be honest, helps them be a little less stinky. Wait, what? Like their skin, their fur, their poop? All that. I'm talking about breath. I'm talking about poop. Also, I'm talking about the cat food itself. I'd like that to be a little less stinky. Yeah. Because I love it that I can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get overwhelmed with that smell of ocean whitefish supreme or turkey duck (laughs) explosion that like takes over the kitchen whenever you crack a new can. Plus, I actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Small's food. Small's cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients, ingredients that you would find in your own fridge. Small's just takes a different approach to your cat's diet. It's cooked gently, just like the food would be, again, in your own kitchen. And they work with leading cat nutritionists to create recipes that are exactly what your little furball craves and needs. And it's delivered right to your door. That's the best. And I have seen a noticeable improvement after switching their diet to smalls. For example, Danny has better breath and Bruce is less stinky in the litter box, which trust me is just a huge improvement. I don't actually have to leave the room anymore. 
After making the switch to smalls, 78% of cat owners reported their cats had shinier and softer fur, and 90% reported overall health improvements. That's a huge deal. Wow. Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches just for their friends. I love that. And today, Smalls has served millions of meals to cats all across America, now including Brunhilda, Ulysses, Danny the Champion of the World, and Bruce in Nashville, Tennessee. My cats (laughs) are a part of my family, so I'm so proud to feed them the best possible food that I can really trust. And the team at Smalls is so confident that your cat will love their product too, that you can try it risk-free. That means they will refund you if your cat just won't eat their food. And trust me, if Ulysses, my tiniest and pickiest palate, loves Smalls, your cat will too. Make the change today. Higher quality ingredients mean a happier and healthier life for your kitty. So head to smalls.com slash date dateline and use promo code date dateline at checkout for 50% off your first order. Whoa, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use our code date dateline for 50% off your first order. That's promo code date dateline for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. What are you waiting for? You won't ever regret making the nutritious switch to smalls for your own precious furry smalls. Thank you so much, smalls. 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 <laughs> they love it. That's so exciting. It's incredible food. Everybody give it a shot. We are so excited. Thank you, Smalls. Thank you, And Smalls. reminder that helping check out our sponsors, that's a great way to support our show. Yeah. And you won't regret it with Smalls. So Fred tries to make sure maybe there's like a girlfriend or some, a big boss, Honcho, that is making him. A big boss like keep, Bowser? Like a, <laughs> a, a yeah. A monster of the season? What yeah. do they call it? Big bad? That's making him do this. Or maybe he has a girlfriend that we don't know about that's pressuring him to kill his wife. So he wants to get to the bottom of this, but he really finds out there's no girlfriend. It's literally just him. It's the money he doesn't want to lose. He wants to get back at Betty. He's just a jerk. It's just literally a personality disorder. It is. So Fred keeps trying to give him outs, you know, so later the defense can't say entrapment. And he says, okay, we don't have to kill her. I'll put her in the trunk of my car. I'll drive her around and scare her. And then I'll say, if you ever pull something again, you know, it's lights out, sweetheart, and let her go. And Glenn says, no, it has. she has to be gone. Friend wow. says, what if I bury her alive just to scare her? And then I pull her out of the hole. And I say, if you ever pull something like this again, you're toast. You're wearing cement shoes. It's curtains. Lady. It's curtains, sweetheart. It's curtains, sweetheart. Taking a long walk off a short pier. Yeah. And Glenn's like, no, she has to die. And Glenn says, I offer her so much money. I offer her $2.5 million in the divorce and $5,000 a month. And she said, it's not enough. And I don't really think that seems like enough considering how much money he has either. So we don't know how much money he has. I don't know. But that house, the airplane, the deli. Yeah, so she wanted two point five million just straight up front. Well, no, she said no to the two point five million and the five thousand a month. How <laughs> much Betty's do you think like, she wanted? No, Bisk better have my money. 
And since yeah. it's a deli, lobster bisque better have my money. And so she would always say, it's never, it's not enough. Whatever you offer me, it's not enough. So Fred says, okay, man, when I kill her, I'm going to say, is that enough? Right before I kill her. And Glenn is like giddy. He's like, my new best friend is so cool. He's going to say, is that enough? It's going to be such a gotcha moment right before he kills her. So Fred says, I'm not going to say how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to call you and say the weather is good up north, which means she's already fertilizer and the problem is over because people never always talk about how the weather is better up north. It's not suspicious at all. It's it's almost like the duck flies at midnight. It's not great. So Detective Jason, hot cop Jason, pulls Betty over. Now they're finally going to tell her the news. Your husband hired someone to kill you. And apparently she's not surprised at all. She doesn't cry. She acts exasperated. Like, oh, Glenn, what now? This is just the latest in a bunch of shenanigans that she has had to put up with from Glenn. I'm sure he's been a nightmare. A nightmare. Your ex-husband... A crack addict. Yeah. And pestering you about trying to get a divorce. And also, doesn't she, aren't the, don't they have children? They do. They have two children. Okay. I, and he's not even bringing bagel chips home from the deli at night because yeah, he's. He's a piece of garbage. Yeah. I, I would ask for bagel chips every night. That would be, I would want the egg salad, the matzo ball soup, bagel chips. Pickles, though. Lots of, did you see all the oh, pickles? pickles on the side always. Yeah. Did you like, do you like olives? Yeah. Okay. They just had a lot of different kinds of olives. I'd prefer pickles. All right. We saw that giant stack of pickles. Everything looked good. Everything looked good. I'm a big fan of sort of, if you're in the right mood, like an assortment of those salads, egg salad, do you know what I'm Mm -hmm. talking about? Is the best when you get a little bit of each of them. Yeah. Yeah. So they take her into custody. They stage her death by, they don't do like a full on staging like they do sometimes on Dateline. I know. Where they put like ketchup on the person's face and they make them lie down and they take a picture. I I love that. Yeah. That was in Quinn, right? No. What's the one that we saw? The guy Uh, with the purple pants. The horrible one. The guy that was the doctor. Oh, yeah. He was horrible. With the chinos. Yeah. Yeah. So they take her into custody. They park her car in a parking lot to make it look like she was at Publix going grocery shopping and then got abducted. And Fred calls Glenn and gives him the code about the weather flying at midnight. And they (laughs) meet in a parking lot to finalize the payment. And Fred is acting kind of jumpy because he's trying to play it like he really just killed someone. And so he's like, I mean, I've done this before, but, you know, it always it's I'm uneasy. I got to get a few drinks in me and shake this off, you know. And Glenn is like, yeah, I'm fine. Did you say the thing about is it enough? Wow, is this Glenn. enough now? Like he just wants to know, did you say your catchphrase when you killed her? And Fred's like, yeah, I told her she was just worried about the kids. Like, how are her kids going to go on without her? And she's not going to see them grow up. And then I said the thing about enough. And she said, I only wanted half of what's mine. And then Glenn, like, guffaws. And, you know, and then they're jo- like, oh, well, she's not going to get it now. She's not getting anything now. Wow. So Fred offers him her things like keys and phone and stuff and glenn wants the phone because he wants to look at who she's been talking to of course he's still jealous and he is shows no remorse whatsoever he's excited that this is done so they make plans for future drug deals they're gonna do and glenn is like god i'm just so i wish i could talk to somebody about this i just want to like yell and just be so you know tell everybody but i can't fred's like excited where's my crack pipe 
And they're like, bye, bro. They shake hands. Good to see you. See you later, bro. Love you, Brosif. And, <laughs> you know, nice working with you. And then the, all the cops swarm with their guns. And it was interesting because normally I feel like they would fake arrest the hitman, too, so that his cover is not blown. And but they don't do that. So he knows that he was turned in by Fred, that Fred is not Fred. Are you sure about that? Because they Uh do say that he drove away. I think so, because they yeah, because they say he knows now that his best friend Fred has been he was screwed over by a FBI oh, agent. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I sort of assumed that he had driven away and then the cops come after he's out of sight. That's what I would think. That then he wouldn't know if he was being... Right. Yeah, but I think if they make it more obvious than they tell him. Yeah. Well, he's going to know now because it's on Dateline. It's on Dateline. So. Also, Fred was his best friend. His one true... Finally, he had a friend. And they maybe had yeah. a special handshake. Now he has no one. So that's sad. No, it's not. So Glenn considers the insanity defense, but he decides to plead guilty after all to the hit and to the drug smuggling. And he gets 15 years in prison, which does not seem like enough. Um, Well, no, because it was a plea. I know. So he gets 15 years only. Neighbors and deli workers are shocked. And the manager (laughs) is like, I don't know that Glenn. I know the Glenn (laughs) that taught me about pastrami. Yeah. And we shared a love of cured meats. And again, <laughs> much like George Costanza. Yeah. Sensual cured meats. <laughs> so the guy with the V-neck, or who I was too hard on. The deli assistant manager. Sorry, deli assistant manager. He's a little nervous to talk too much badly about Glenn because yeah. he says if he's capable of murder, he's capable of remembering what I say and wanting revenge. Mm-hmm. And then the brother, Andy, is sitting down with Keith and Keith Morrison says, are you a little worried? And he goes, about this? Yes, I definitely am. Hopefully he'll come out of prison being a nice guy. But who can say? He's nervous. Yeah. He's like going to go in with. I would be nervous. I would be nervous. He sounds like he really carries a vengeance. He He lives for revenge. So Betty sells the house, moves away, and tragedy hits their family. One of their sons dies in a motorcycle accident, and Glenn's mother and father died while he was in prison. So he's really going to be alone when he comes out. He claims that he had hidden lots of money from the IRS, but they don't think that was true because it turns out he has no assets. They seize his plane and his motorcycle. Betty does get the house, which I'm sure was worth a lot. He gets the restaurant, but it goes to his brother. Hmm. She gets the golf cart. (laughs) They apparently they have a golf cart too. That was weird. Why did they bring that? (laughs) I know the golf cart. How much is a golf cart? How much is a golf cart? Yeah, can't be that much money. I have no idea. Would you consider it an asset? Three thousand dollars. How much does a golf cart cost? Oh, this one is a thousand. Oh, this one you can buy one on Amazon for seven hundred dollars. You can buy one on Amazon for $120. That can't be real. No, that's for... This one is 10000 It's a Power Sports Coleman. Okay, so 10, how much 000. do you want to bet in those retirement communities in Florida that I keep trying to get you to watch the documentaries on that they all oh, zoom watch them. the level of golf yeah, cart Yeah, it's like a have. status symbol. Status symbol, yep. Yeah. It's like if a you're Mercedes. Up, what accessories you have on it. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. So... In divorce court, after all his assets were seized, 
Betty was only entitled to $100 a year because of all of his assets being seized. That's terrible. She maybe should have taken the $2 million. So you didn't have enough. It wasn't about... Yeah, it wasn't just that you were bitter and didn't want her to win. You really had spent maybe all of your money on crack. Yeah. You were embarrassed because you didn't have it. This was more yeah. about your ego than anything yeah. else. So Betty does not want to appear on Dateline. Obviously, she doesn't talk to reporters, and she's probably still scared, and I don't blame her. I'm guessing um, she's hiding because we get one picture of her that yeah. I'm suspicious is not her. That totally could be. Yeah. Or they put her in an Alan Schwartzman type disguise. Elena Schwartzman. Elena Schwartzman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the deli goes to Glenn's brother, but they still haven't perfected that recipe for the killer chocolate cake. That's sad. It's vinegar. <laughs> Is that what you... I think it's vinegar. Do you really? Does that counteract the sweetness? It just makes it really, really soft. The sort of, you know, the really gooey chocolate cakes when you have them where they're incredibly dense and mm -hmm. sort of wet, that's, mm. that can be vinegar. Also, my mom used to make hers with buttermilk. Oh, yummy. Which made a big difference. So those are my two guesses. But any sort of chef would know that those are common ingredients, like additives for chocolate cake. Yeah. But maybe it was something else. Maybe it was something weird like cream of tartar. Or what if it was like the chef had smuggled in from his grandma during the Holocaust? She had one tiny jar of something and he would put just a pinch That's in what it I'd, each time. Yep. And it can't be replicated. Mm -hmm. It's like salt from the Dead Sea or something. Yeah, exactly. So it's yaks milk something yes. you would never think of yeah i don't know but I, it it seems weird to me that they couldn't per do you think that's just drama do you think they really could perfect it and they just i don't know i want to know i if don't that's know real if it was not. something if it really was maybe glenn just being crazy and it tasted fine to everybody else but maybe that's what would happen with your lava cake. If you ever did find the right, cake again, you'd be like, this it. wasn't the cake. And even though it was the cake, yeah. it wouldn't taste the same. So He is out, though, Glenn. Yes, he is. 2018. <laughs> in 2018. So I <laughs> uh, hope he's not listening. So, Glenn, hope, hope you learned a lot during your prison time. Yeah. This was rough. Yeah. This episode, very special episode with no murder, is dedicated to our very, very generous Patreon, Shailene, who is such a good person. She is at a tier where she gets questions answered on the air. Like, we basically give her part of the podcast. Yay! All she wanted was for us to use her shout out to thank St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital in Memphis because they saved her daughter's life. <gasps> Can you even stand it? Aww. Her daughter is three years old. She's a twin named Bella, and she had brain cancer, and she's fine now oh. because of St. Jude's in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. Is doing the good. That was the night they saved Bella's life in oh. Memphis, Tennessee. In Memphis. Oh, I love it so much. Come on, Shailene. You're amazing to me. Thank you so much. We love you, Shailene. We love Bella. We love her sister. We love your family. We think you're amazing. And we yeah. are so grateful that even going through all that, you're choosing to support our podcast. That's truly incredible. That's amazing. And we hope the best for you going forward. I hope it's been a really good year for all of you so far. It sounds like they're doing great now. 
Love so it. I'm so happy to she sent me cute pictures and Aww. so excited. Yeah. And good job, Bella. Good job. Good, you Strong did it, girl. girl. You're a warrior. Yeah. And I'm sure your sister supported you. So yeah. so and twins. 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 Love it. Thank you so much, Shailene. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Okay. Just let's B roll. How much deli B roll? Like 15, 15 I, 25? Cake, pastrami, pickles, slicing fish. Oh, yeah, the fish. Yeah, all the B-roll. In the back, they show the cooks in the kitchen for a while, and they have them, I don't know if they're chefs, sorry, chefs in the kitchen, and they have these big vats of those peas and carrots. <laughs> Why do, we, do they use those peas and carrots? Is that like a side dish for a meatloaf? Yes. It seems like what you get in a yes. TV dinner, meatloaf, mashed potatoes, peas and carrots. Absolutely. Also, someone wrote us today and said that they were trying to avoid someone that they saw in public. So they pulled out their phone and did a fake phone call using your peas and carrots theater. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. They go, thank you, Katie. Save me from an awkward conversation. Not me. You knew it too, didn't you? Peas and carrots. Yeah, it's very traditional theater. Yeah. And like extra work too, if you're doing extra work and you're just trying to fake talking. Yeah. And if you see us talking at CrimeCon very intently... There's a chance. There's a chance. (laughs) Maybe we're trying to look busy and important. You never know. Or we're avoiding like another podcast that we have beef with. Yeah, I wish. I wish there was some sort of drama. I Um, know. The big vats of peas and carrots. My other thought was rice pilaf, maybe. But it was so much. It was an incredible amount. It was so many. It was so many peas and carrots. I would also think that's not something they'd want shown because I guarantee you they probably do make a lot of stuff in house. That's clearly not something they're doing in house. It looks like Green Giant. Yes, bags of frozen peas and carrots. Which I don't blame them. I mean, I'm sure one person is ordering the meatloaf with the peas and carrots. Maybe they're famous for it. Who knows? I feel like I'd be bummed. If that if was that my was deli, what they showed. and I had but they all showed these... the pickles. They showed these chunky pastrami sandwiches that were like falling over the they towers. Yeah, so they showed. So they had some good shots. They did for sure. Jet ski B roll. Mm-hmm. The FBI Alan Schwartzman slash Fred is going through his fake files with yes. his fake nose. Yeah, I think he's also might be wearing a padded suit. I did want to mention that. I think that is totally possible that that was not his body type and they're changing his body type. They did keep doing close up on his hands too. And I was like, does he have hands on? Does he have big- <laughs> is that I somebody else's them. hands? Yeah, is that somebody on Dateline's hands? hands? That would be great. He had a very tight manicure. I mean, it worked. I wouldn't recognize him. If he walked into my apartment right now, I would not know. Would you know he was wearing a wig? Yes. You would? If Alan Schwartzman, as he was dressed, walked in? Yeah. Yeah. I, why couldn't I tell the and wig? And a fake I'm nose. <laughs> Everything was so fake. The nose I I'm surprised I, I noticed because we never agree on wigs. We have, like, she usually have good wig dar. I have bad wig dar. No, no, no. Opposite. I never can tell a wig. You're always spotting the wigs. And for some reason, I, think, I can't see But you see them. always think I'm wrong. So I always just assume I'm wrong because no, you know more about fashion. No, you're definitely not. I just have no wig dar. I, for <laughs> some reason, can't see it. It's really weird. I took screenshots of his wig and the shininess on the light. It was really a texture issue because it doesn't look like real hair. It didn't seem that bad to me because it did have multiple tones in it. But I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go did back and Did you see look. the ear hair? No, and that I have to look for too. There's I'm some dying. like patchy light hair, grayish almost or whitish by his ears. But that is that his normal hair? Maybe Maybe that's, out. yeah, out. that's what that's I'm wondering. Possible. It was hard to tell how old he was. No, that's what they did a good job. 
They did. But if you're trying to make it look like it's not a disguise, then they failed. But if you're trying to disguise him, then yes, it's a good disguise. Yeah. See, I to me, it looks very shiny and not good. And I don't see that many tones in it. No, I see it because it's red and brown. Like in the light, and it's changing color I see color the red in the front. Yeah, a little. But then he's also, I think the problem is the way that the wig is parted, again, because it's parted like bangs. No mm-hmm. one wears their hair like that's not a, this almost could be a woman's wig. Does right. that make sense where you do like a, mm-hmm. a short pixie cut? The volume is wrong. You have yes. like a, this weird. Poofiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like tapered in the back short. So it's like he got a really bad haircut. It's also changing throughout the interview. It's falling at one point, and so they put it back a little bit. Yeah. Like, it, it's, sh- yeah. Okay. It's still not bad. It's still not. Oh, yeah, and I'm seeing the back of it. I'm wondering, too, if part of these are his real sideburns. I don't know. Are the sideburns real, or is the mustache part real? The mustache, oh, I can't tell. I'm not even sure now looking if his eyebrows, he might have, pro- like, actual oh, yeah. hair on his eyebrows as well added in. Oh, this is intense. I mean, that is kind of cool. This is like mystique in those X-Men movies. This is like that sort of amount of time you'd spend in a makeup trailer. It is really cool, though, that they did this for the Dateline. I know. It's really fun to look at. Yeah. They put way more effort than they did with that fake blonde lady. Yes, 100%. This, no, this guy, because he's an FBI, what is he? He's like FBI adjacent. He's not an FBI agent. I think he's an FBI agent, yeah. Well, they said he works I for the sheriff. I FBI <laughs> agent. They said he works at the sheriff's office, and then uh, he also is part of an FBI task force. So I'm oh, wondering if they're the same. That's what where, I read. I don't where know. Where are you now, sir? If you're retired, please give us a call. We want to hear your stories. Yeah. And also, do you have your disguises? <laughs> Did you save it in a big box like people do when they frame their wedding dresses on the wall? Well, I'm sure he has a lot. So do they have different names? Different wigs. Yeah. And was this one's name Alan Schwartzman? And if not, can it be? Yeah. We also get the some very interesting B-roll for Meats, the biker. It's yeah. all in black and white. <laughs> you can't see his face. But yeah. it's someone like gearing up to get on the bike and then getting on the bike and going yeah. away. It was pretty good. And also there's a weird shot, like a filter when they're driving the car. It looked like heat sensor footage. And I didn't know if it was my computer. No, was it fuzzy kind of? Yes. They, no, they have it in the kitchen as well. The first shot we get of the kitchen is like them sort of the, a server grabbing a tray and moving out. And it's this weird sort of blown out. So Yeah, strange. and it's almost slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah, they. I saw that too. I don't know what that is. I don't know what they're doing. Okay, that's all I have. Brands unhappy. Brands unhappy. Publix, Office Depot, pastrami, pastrami, deli, deli. No, meats. I think it, I think delis looked great. It made me want to go order from a deli. Oh, there you go. Okay, crack, crack. Oh, yeah, always looks bad. Always yeah, bad. Anyone named Meats is not looking great. Not good. It's not yeah. good. All right, what you got? Titles uh, from Ding to Dong. There we go. No piece of cake. Yep. I don't know what that Something about losing. I'm a loser baby, so I'm going to kill you. I don't know, because he was obsessed with not losing. I have one with losing. Okay. Key lime pie, because of the lime, or piece of cake? Piece of cake is good. What about lime of the century? <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. Key lime crime. Key lime crime. 
because you'd maybe get key lime pie at a deli. Also, it's in Florida. Florida Keys. Florida Keys. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. It's just multiple levels. Mm-hmm. What do you have? I have cracking the case. Mm-hmm. Meats in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to get somewhere with meats. I got meats cute. <laughs> and then I had from ka-ching to clang-clang instead of from ding to dong. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then I had drop fake dead Fred because it's a fake, fake out. That was uh-huh. not good. And then my favorite one was Glen Mary, Glen Lost. Nice. Very good. Instead of Glen Gary, yes. Glen Ross. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. That, as far as I could get with Lou's. I was trying really hard too, to get somewhere with Because Luther. you noticed how many times Keith said that. He said it so many times. But then it also, you realize he has to keep saying that because otherwise it makes no sense for any of this. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Why is he doing this? This is just yeah. nonsense. And he, yeah. Because he seriously, what did, was she blackmailing him with? We never found out because there wasn't anything. Right. He totally ex- exaggerated the tax stuff. Which makes me think he just lied to her about how much money they had. Yeah. And I so she, she was like, yeah. no, you make this much money. But she didn't actually know. Right. And then going to court was going to show that he didn't. Because he was spending on crack. Crack and sex workers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then she would tell people. So she would kill his reputation because she'd be like, oh, he's actually broke. Which is, I think was that level of embarrassment was worth killing her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's sad. Yeah. But she survived. She's a hero. Yay. Yay, Betty. Thank you, everybody. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Please don't send me that video anymore, but I love you all for thinking of me when you saw the video. I really do appreciate it, but I would like it to stop now politely. Love you all. And check out our Patreon. We have so much fun stuff, and we're going to be wearing disguises now, apparently. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah, it's coming. It's yeah, going to be and, great. Uh, check out CrimeCon in Florida. Should we rent a golf cart while we're there? Maybe we we should drive around the hotel in a golf cart until we get kicked out. Is it a big enough hotel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. That'd be great. Thank you. Use our code DATE if you're interested in coming. We would love to see you. I'm sure we'll be doing a meet and greet. Yes, we will. Something like that. Yeah. We will. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Oh, sorry. I was also trying to get somewhere with someone left a cake out in the rain. (laughs) I don't think that I can take it. You know that song, right? Kind of. It's about a cake. I think it has, must be a metaphor for something. It's not. The Literally, the chorus is, and I'll never have that recipe again. Again. No, I think it's about a, I don't know. Someone can tell me, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's about a cake. It's a cake. <laughs> it's about that chocolate lava cake that I had. I would write a song about that chocolate lava cake. Go get some cake this week, everybody. Yeah, Treat and yourself. be your own secret ingredient. <gasps> oh, that's good. That's really good. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. That was so good. I feel like, unfortunately, I'm sorry, the raccoon is here. I feel like, unfortunately, too, this is the kind of thing. What are you doing? Katie is dirty. has a raccoon outside that she's. Yeah, his butt by. is on, is smushed up against the glass. His, bu- his oh, butt is. Oh, he's mooning you. He's mooning me. And he's a baby like Hank because Hill in the his elevator. tail isn't bushy. He's like a teen. He's a teenager. He's, <laughs> he's not a. He's a douchey. He's a bag of wieners raccoon. It might be a lady. 
Oh, but their hands are so lifelike. It's so weird to watch them eat because they're like little people hands and they do this. Okay, anyways, sorry. No. Would you like to perhaps for maybe the next Patreon do our best disguises and see how yes. we do? I would love that. Let's try it. Oh my try gosh. It. Yes, for D.B. Cooper. This yeah. month we're doing our part okay. two of D.B. Cooper, Where Are You? That you got to join our live streams, Patreon. Come on, people. That we're going to do a disguise. Let's, oh, let's try it planning. because we have a couple days too. So if you want to order anything. I'm going to order. If there's anything that you want from me, I can send it to you because yes. I do have, I mean, I've got full sideburns. I've got stuff. Oh my God. So, uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This will be real fun. Okay, so we'll try. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. But you don't okay. have to do a voice. You can talk in your normal voice. It's hard I to keep up. I will for like a second, but then it, I'll go back to my normal voice. Okay, great. Yeah, I might. But you do it. have to come know. up with a name and a backstory for your character. Yeah, and might be Alan Schwartzman. <laughs> it can't be Alan So, Do you know what that was code for? The duck flies at midnight? Yeah. My no. friend Kathy Taylor came up with it at the eighth grade dance. If your bra strap was showing... That was the code. The duck flies at midnight. If your bra strap was showing. Yeah, that's subtle. But that is that not the dumbest like origin story of that <laughs> phrase? It's so stupid. I don't think she came up with that. I've heard that phrase before. From me? No, I swear. I think other people have said it. Did she get it in a movie? And I yeah. always just thought it was her being incredibly clever. Oh, Kathy Taylor, I'm very sorry. Are you Googling it? It's from Full House. Oh, well, there you go. What did they use it for? The bra strap? Oh, no. The crow flies at midnight. The duck flies at midnight. Is It's on Urban Dictionary. The duck flies at midnight. Codena- code name stands for party at Darlene's bar. So is the duck going to fly at midnight? Yep. We're going to get There's so a bunch cronked. of Full House clips. So I think they used it on Full House. And your friend tried to play it off. And since you didn't watch Full House. Well, this has been a know. really disappointing evening. I'm really sorry. It's fine.